Today is the 13th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is fantastic to be here with you today as we gather yet again each and every day around the global campfire and take the next step forward together. And we have been navigating our way through the first books that we're encountering this year, which is the book of Genesis in the Old Testament and the book of Matthew in the New, of course, Psalms and Proverbs every day as well. So we're still working our way through Genesis. And we have spent uh, a lot of our time this week moving through the life of Abraham and then Isaac, and now we've met Jacob, and so we're in these emerging generations We are reaching the latter parts of Isaac's life. And that's where we find ourselves today. Genesis chapters 28 and 29. So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him. And he commanded him, Do not marry a Canaanite woman. Go at once to Paddan Aram, to the house of your mother's father, Bethuel. Take a wife for yourself there from among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham so that you may take possession of the land where you now reside as a foreigner, the land God gave to Abraham. Then Isaac sent Jacob on his way, and he went to Paddan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, who was the mother of Jacob and Esau. Now Esau learned that Isaac had blessed Jacob and had sent him to Paddan Aram to take a wife from there, and that when he blessed him, he commanded him, Do not marry a Canaanite woman. And that Jacob had obeyed his father and mother and had gone to Paddan Aram. Esau then realized how displeasing the Canaanite women were to his father Isaac. So he went to Ishmael and married Mahalat, the sister of Nebaiot, and daughter of Ishmael, son of Abraham, in addition to the wives he already had. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth, with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. 
When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Then Jacob continued on his journey and came to the land of the eastern peoples. There he saw a well in the open country, with three flocks of sheep lying near it, because the flocks were watered from that well. The stone over the mouth of the well was large. When all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone away from the well's mouth and water the sheep. Then they would return the stone to its place over the mouth of the well. Jacob asked the shepherds, My brothers, where are you from? We're from Haran, they replied. He said to them, Do you know Laban, Naor's grandson? Yes, we know him, they answered. Then Jacob asked them, Is he well? Yes, he is, they said. And here comes his daughter, Rachel, with the sheep. Look, he said, The sun is still high. It is not time for the flocks to be gathered. Water the sheep and take them back to pasture. We can't, they replied, until all the flocks are gathered and the stone has been rolled away from the mouth of the well. Then we will water the sheep. While he was still talking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherd. When Jacob saw Rachel, daughter of his uncle Laban, and Laban's sheep, he went over and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered his uncle's sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and began to weep aloud. He had told Rachel that he was a relative of her father and a son of Rebekah. So she ran and told her father. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he hurried to meet him. He embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his home. And there Jacob told him all these things. And Laban said to him, You are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with them for a whole month, Laban said to him, Just because you are a relative of mine, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, It's better that I give her to you than to some other man. Stay here with me. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, 
but they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife. My time is completed and I want to make love to her. So Laban brought together all the people of the place and gave a feast. But when evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. And Jacob made love to her. And Laban gave his servant Zilpah to his daughter as her attendant. When morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Laban replied, It is not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Finish this daughter's bridal week, then we will give you the younger one also, in return for another seven years of work. And Jacob did so. He finished the week with Leah, and then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as her attendant. Jacob made love to Rachel also, and his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah. And he worked for Laban another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. Again she conceived, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Now at last my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. So he was named Levi. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah, and she stopped having children. Matthew 9, 18-38 While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. 
After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Psalm 11 For the director of music of David In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, Flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. On the wicked he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur. A scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. The upright will see his face. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12 My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. 
Okay, so let's keep up with what's going on in the book of Genesis. As we have pointed out, like this is the origin story of the people that shape the entire Bible. And so Abraham, uh, and Abraham has, has passed away now and is buried in the cave of Machpelah. And then Isaac, the son of promise, and then Jacob and Esau. And it's like the promise is going to continue through Jacob. But Esau's not happy with all that. And so we're seeing in all of this, the early origin story, all kinds of family drama, all kinds of humanity. And that's important for us to just kind of have, like, these are human beings. They made mistakes. They made missteps. And they also, as we will see soon enough, um, entered into direct rebellion. Like, they're human beings trying to sort this out and we get to watch this story unfold and watch where the choices that they make lead them. So today we saw like Esau discovering that his mom and dad didn't, that were not fond of Canaanite women, didn't want intermarriage. And so what does Esau do? After all that's happened to him, he just goes and marries another Canaanite woman. So he, we see all of this kind of drama happening. And we see the animosity between Jacob and Esau at this point. So, so severe that Jacob has had to flee and go live somewhere else. He's had to go live with his mom's family. Esau is where he is. And he's got several wives and he is going to grow into a people. Esau's people will later be known as the Edomites. And the Edomites, although they are brothers with the Israelites, are enemies with one another. And we'll get to experience that when everybody grows up. But right now, we are also traveling along with Jacob, who has gone back to his mother's family. He has ended up with his uncle and his mother's brother, whose name is Laban. And he has fallen in love with Rebecca, uh, who would be his cousin. We remember that there was a bit of shrewd trickery going on with Jacob, right? Getting the birthright from his brother Esau and then sort of conniving with his mom and getting the blessing from his father, Isaac. Well, we saw that the tables turned a bit. Jacob is living with his mother's origin family, and he agrees that he will work for Laban, his uncle, for seven years in order to marry Rebekah. And he works for seven years, so seven years passes in about a sentence, because the Bible tells us it went by really fast. He didn't even hardly notice how fast the time went by because he was so in love with Rebekah. But seven years passed, the wedding took place. The wedding night took place. The following morning took place. And here's Jacob to his surprise finding that it's not his wife, Rebecca, that is in the bed next to him. It is her sister, Leah, that is in bed next to him. And he has consummated a marriage with Rebecca's sister, Leah, which is an awful trick. So Jacob confronts the issue and Laban's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
we just, you know, first daughters get married first and then second daughters. And so you had to marry the first daughter first to get the second one. We'll give her to you and you just need to agree for seven more years and then you will have both of them as your wives. You can imagine the tension that that's going to cause in this household. Two sisters uh, married to the same man. I mean, two sisters living in the same house, right? Forever is going to be conflict. So two sisters sharing the same man. This is the recipe for um, a bunch of problems and, and, and to compound the issue. Jacob does marry Rebecca. So he's married to Rebecca and Leah. And Rebecca can't get pregnant. And so she is the beloved wife. Rebecca is loved by Jacob. But Leah can carry on the family line. So she's actually having children in hopes of the affection and love uh, of her husband. And she has several children today. Reuben, Simeon, Levi... And Judah. And if you've ever been around the Old Testament, been around the Bible that much, those are familiar names. We don't always know them as babies who are firstborn. We know them as tribes. These are names of the tribes of Israel. Because Jacob's name is going to be changed to Israel, and these are his kids, the children of Israel. That's important to know, because the children of Israel are the rest of the story. And we've met the first four of them, and we've discovered that the first four of them come from a wife of Israel, of Jacob, that he doesn't really love. He loves Rebekah. And so we're seeing this family form that will be the tribes of Israel in a very human, very drama-filled way. But this is the story of God's people. In the Gospel of Matthew, we see Jesus moving about the countryside, revealing the news of the kingdom of God and performing miraculous signs. And we get a glimpse of some of the repercussions. So some of these stories that we're going through, these are stories that we get to revisit. And so we get to, we get to talk about them from different angles as we go through. But we're just watching now the repercussions of Jesus showing up on the scene. We're seeing the people's hearts come alive with hope everywhere Jesus goes. And people are beginning to flock to Jesus for, for healing and restoration. And then we see in today's reading that what Jesus is doing is causing disruption among the clergy, among the spiritual leaders, among the scribes and Pharisees and teachers of religious law. Because we saw this kind of venom-laced quotation from the Pharisees today. 
in response to Jesus restoring people, the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. So like in other words, Jesus is using the dark forces of evil to perform these signs of casting away evil. It's just all black magic. So in a very real way, they are labeling what God is doing as evil. The people who are leading the people in the worship of God and the traditions of the faith, the people that are there to reveal God are missing the fact that God is standing in front of them and not just missing it, but labeling it evil. They don't understand what's going on here. They see that it is drawing a crowd. There is likely envy involved, but also like, what happens if this is left unchecked? Like the reality is God was doing a new thing and not just a new thing, but had come in person to do this new thing. And the people who, who should have seen it first, who should have understood it first, missed it and labeled it of the devil, the prince of demons. We can easily go, well, they're just stupid Pharisees. But these people were not stupid. They were highly, highly trained people. It doesn't really all start to connect. We can just easily go, well, the religious people were jealous of Jesus and they um, just continued to plot against him until they could finally assassinate him. But it really becomes immediate when we start consider the, to, to consider the ways that we extend our judgment against things that we don't understand. That we can super easily talk about something being of the devil when it may or may not be more than likely we don't understand it's working against something in us that makes us uncomfortable. We're, we're watching right now the people of God miss the fact that God is among them. Do we not miss that still? And we need to look inside at how we're labeling things. And so, Father, we invite you into that. We think we know more than we do. And uh, often when we get disrupted, we think we've got to defend you as if you are not the almighty God. Somehow our words and our theological framework is going to save the day and keep you on the throne somehow when really we're just wrestling with our own insecurities. And so we invite you, Holy Spirit, into the depths of our soul, speaking truth to who we are and who you are. And may we rest in that. And may we be open-handed in seeing what you are doing in the world, whether we understand it or not. May we recognize the advancement and the revealing of your kingdom and your love 
for the people of the earth the way that you have loved us. And may we be sensitive and careful and listening to your Holy Spirit before we uh, before we attach labels to things so that we can just dismiss them and not have to deal with it. Come Holy Spirit, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. That is where you find out what is going on around here. And so check that out. Uh, there is also the Daily Audio Bible app, which you can download from whatever app store works with your smartphone or smart tablet or whatever your device is. And uh, you can jump in from there. So certainly do check that out. And while you're looking around, check out the community section. This is where you'll find links to get connected on social media. This is also where the prayer wall lives. And that is something to certainly be aware of as we take this journey through a year together. A lot happens in a year. And once in a while, it feels like things have gotten sideways. And sometimes it feels like things are too heavy to carry alone. Because we can't. And it's nice to know. There are brothers and sisters throughout the earth that actually care, that we actually care about each other as we take this journey, and we're actually um, willing to be there as a word of encouragement and to pray for one another. And this is an ever-present, always-on, never-off thing at the prayer wall in the community section at dailyaudiobible.com, or if you're using the app, just push the the little drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner. And that'll open up a drawer and you'll find the community section in there. And so certainly check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if you find being around the global campfire is life-giving, then thank you for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address. It's P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877 942 Four two five three, And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hey, Devers, it's Marsha. And um, I'm not very good at this. But uh, I did want to let you know that I really appreciate all your prayers. Uh, thank you, the Lord, for healing my uh, pancreatic cancer. The chemo has been really hard. The most problem is the nausea, and the neuropathy, and the all sorts. So, if we all get together and thank you for my healing, for my struggle, and helping me get through this. Love you all. Hello, everybody. This is Stu. 
from Irvine, California. I just wanted to call in and really affirm everyone and their journey through the Bible this year. This should probably land about the second week of our our journey together. And I am certainly looking forward to another year of Through the Bible uh, with Brian and and everyone that's involved. I just want to encourage everyone to understand that as they've come to this uh, gathering that they've actually been called here by God. It's through his wonderful salvation uh, on our behalf that we are able to gather together as a family that we might consider uh, having made that decision. Really all we've ever offered or the only decision that we can make is to put our sins at the feet of his cross. And so with that in mind, we can be uh, perhaps less prideful as we enter into this season and understand this beautiful story that will unfold in front of our eyes. And it is glorious indeed. Uh, let us all uh, really revel in God's glory and try to understand the world uh, through his eyes and how we can make an impact uh, for his, his purposes and his will. Uh, it's with all of that that, that I uh, pray blessings upon everybody in this family and wish you all an incredible year together. Hey family, Valiant Val here in Vegas. I got a word for somebody, for everybody. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Yes, you, I'm praying for you. You know, to the newbies and maybe to some folks that don't know, we've got this amazing tool called prayer and it's called community prayer. And it looks like we're putting it out on Saturdays now. When you open it up, it might seem daunting. It might be three, four, five hours. But my word of encouragement is sometimes take that thing in bite-sized pieces, maybe just 15 minutes here and there throughout the week and pray, pray for all the saints without ceasing. Prayer is what makes it better. Prayer is the number one thing that I love about this community. Besides our ability to fellowship together and to hear Brian's insight in the word daily, pray, vent vertically, get on your face, on your knees and pray. Things are gonna get better when we pray. It's already better. I'm praying for you. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for the daily audio Bible, Lord. Thank you that you put this in Brian's heart and that he executed, Lord. Thank you for every person that calls in, Lord, that prays. And Lord, thank you for the people that don't call in, but do pray, Lord. God, we know that we are called to pray for all the saints, Father, and that's what we will do. We will pray without ceasing, Father. God, thank you for the ability to ask you for things on behalf of myself and for the saints, Lord. So every person listening to this right now, God has a need. And I ask that you fulfill that need in the name of Jesus. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. In Jesus name, please pray for me. Mwah. Jesus taught them every day, but still they didn't see. And I've been studying all my life and the same thing's true for me. We need the Holy Spirit to show us from within the lesson from the scriptures that guide the lives of men. Eyes we have, but still don't see. We have ears, but still don't hear. 
But once the Holy Spirit's there, things just become more clear. I thank you, God, for giving me a heart that wants to do acts of kindness, thoughts of love that prove my love for you. But my spirit wasn't right there, God. I saw but still was blind. I knew a lot of scriptures but only with my mind. I worshiped God with brain and lips but my heart was still locked in sin. The demons had me so wrapped up that the truth couldn't even get in. But nothing is impossible. God knew my needs inside and once he had me all to himself, he stripped away my pride. And once that outer shell was gone, my tears could freely flow. Cause I was hurting deep inside and I didn't want anybody else to know. But somewhere within the depths of me, my groans turned into screams as the demons wrestled with the Lord for space within my dreams. No one knew the conflict that was raging deep inside. God gives us all freedom and it's up to us to decide. I knew he was there, but it was up to me to let him in. My parents taught me from a very early age that Jesus would always be my friend. So I begged him in surrender to cast the demons out. And ever since that blessed day, they've been gone without a doubt. Thank you. Hallelujah. God's spirit lives in me. Now I can clearly see the many lessons that his word contains for me. BlindTony1016 at gmail.com And once again, Brian and the Harden family, thank you for this one. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Unwavering from Durham, North Carolina. Harden family, thank you so much for this ministry. For years, I have struggled with being consistent with reading my word. And since I've come back to Daily Audio Bible in October of 2022, I've been reading the word in the morning and then listening to that same word read by Brian at night before I go to bed. And y'all, that has been incredibly life-changing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Liza from the West Coast, I'm praying for you, my sister, and your finances regarding your cancer treatment. I am standing on God's word that he will withhold no good thing from you. And Ashley from California, I'm praying for you and your son, Jackson. I am believing God that you are either already home from the hospital or headed that way. This prayer community supported me when my baby girl Jillian was battling brain cancer many years ago. So I want you to know, Ashley, I'm going to do the same for you, Mama. I am continuing to lift up all my brothers and sisters who are standing for their marriages and those living a full life in recovery. You have got a friend in me. Shout out to Blind Tony, my sister Melissa, Kingdom Seeker Daniel. Love you all. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. My name is Femi. I'm calling from London. I'm calling in response to any uh, prayer requests. Um, any who's going to be, you will have been 10 years old by now because today is the 9th of January. 2023. Wow, Annie. Happy birthday to you. Wow. God is going to use you mightily in his hands. He's going to do an exploit with you. I am so, so impressed with you. Actually, desire 
and seeking prayer for your brother. And I pray for your brother that the Lord will stretch out his healing hands and heal your brother in his mind, in his head, that your brother, he will make your brother whole in the mighty name of Jesus and that he will empower your brother, that your brother will become a mighty tool in his hands. And concerning you, wow, that you desire to fear God, to live according to God's desire. Ah, I pray for you, Ernie, that the Lord will guide you by the power of his Holy Spirit, that the Lord will, every step that you take, the Lord will guide you and lead you and direct you. Ah, Ernie, I pray that you will grow in God's wisdom, in God's stature, and in God's uh, uh, anointing. You walk in his power in Jesus' mighty name. It is well with you and it will always be well with you and you shall testify of God's goodness. Thank you.